Welcome to Technically Iowa, a podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and all-out female rock stars connected to technology in Iowa. I'm Beth Trejo, and I'll be your host for the show. We have a great show for you planned today. But first, a message from our sponsor. Be sure to check out TAI's Catalyst Series, presented by Corteva AgriScience Agricultural Division of Dow DuPont. This Catalyst Series profiles Iowa women technology leaders through personal long-form interviews and beautiful photography. The digital series will culminate in a live event on December 4th in downtown Des Moines at the Tea Room. Experience photography from the series and listen to stories from women featured throughout 2018. You can meet the Catalyst and learn more about the live event at CatalystIowa.com. That's C-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T-S-Iowa.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Technically Iowa. Today, we are so excited to welcome guest speaker Jennifer Daly, president and CEO of ICR Iowa. All right, well, welcome, Jennifer. Thanks, Beth. It's so nice to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to chat with you a little bit today. I'm interested in learning more about your role and the organization that you lead. So let's first start from the beginning. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how did you get into your current role? Well, you know, I had kind of an interesting career path. Maybe lots of us have interesting career paths, but I um, studied at the University of Iowa. And when I got out, I had a degree in psychology and was really interested in going on and in studying, getting maybe a master's degree. But I had this passion for children and children's museums. I had uh, been a nanny during college and had taken the the little boys I I took care of to the uh, Chicago Children's Museum and have been to several others in the country and thought it was something really missing in the state of Iowa. And so I uh, worked with another woman who I had met um, during my college days, and we developed a plan, and um, uh, we actually co-founded the Iowa Children's Museum. That's kind of where I first started in my career path. I remember that being a big play in Iowa, because I, if I remember correctly, there wasn't very many children's museums throughout the state. Is that correct? Yeah. At the time, there was a small one in Bettendorf. Um, and other than that, there were no other children's museums in the state of Iowa. And yet Iowa is such a, a pillar of education in the country and so well known for innovation and education. Uh, so, you know, I thought it was something really missing. And I'd seen the value of children's museums in other places. And the industry itself was, was growing and evolving across the country in a major way. It started as a very small project, but became a very, very big project and it was just really the right time. But it was a, a phenomenal experience. It took place over about six years in the 90s. We started working on the plan in 93, and the 23,000-square-foot museum opened in Coralville, Coral Ridge Mall, in uh, 99, in November of 99. So um, it was a big experience. I learned a lot about nonprofit organizations, working with volunteers, raising money, um, a lot about, you know, just the operations of, uh, of building something from the ground up. That's super interesting. And now there's a number of children's museums throughout the state. I think it's great that, you know, some of the other communities, I know um, I live in Sioux City and we got one a couple of years back and it's a beautiful facility. I have kids that are kind of right in that age and they love it. And it just adds so much to the community. And I think that there's a lot of other Iowa communities and towns that have kind of followed suit. And not just the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I think when you have uh, small children that you're 
and your family, whether they're your own or grandchildren or you're taking care of children, you realize environments like that are just wonderful to have. And, you know, certainly, especially in the wintertime, it's nice to have places to go and meet with other families and have, you know, spaces to interact with your children and, and to help them learn. So it was such a great experience, both both for the context of what we were doing and the, I think the impact it would have on the community. And also certainly it was a great opportunity for me to develop a skill sets, you know, I mean, you know, there was a lot of things we didn't know how to do. And um, we just, we had to find people who did and, and bring them into the, onto the team and get them engaged and excited about the project. And it was just a, a great opportunity to learn by doing for myself and in terms of my career, my career path and understanding more about what what I was good at and what I enjoyed doing. So that was kind of my entrance into nonprofits and community development ended up taking me to Southeast Iowa, where I was the CEO for the Chamber of Commerce and Economic Development Council. And then we added a Main Street program there, a downtown development program. And Spent seven years there in um, Southeast Iowa working with lots of small communities and rural communities on economic development. And and that was just a, a great experience for me as a next step. Awesome. And now you are um, at ICR. And tell our listeners a little bit about that organization and how it's kind of connecting both regions, Cedar Rapids, Iowa City. From Southeast Iowa, our family actually moved to uh, Peoria. We lived in Peoria for nine years, and I was the CEO for the Greater Peoria Economic Development Council, a regional EDC, and got contacted about this new joint venture in Iowa City, Cedar Rapids. This team of uh, leaders had created an organization, a regional economic development organization, to focus on business attraction and workforce development for the seven county regions, really anchored by Iowa City and Cedar Rapids. And they were looking for for a CEO to come in and, and kind of launch the organization and, and and build it. And they had, you know, kind of found me, I don't know, social media, LinkedIn, somewhere. They had they'd kind of tracked me down and, and reached out. And it ended up being just a great opportunity, I think, for me to come back to what I really consider my hometown. And uh, we moved our family back last July. I have a 10-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old son, so it was a, a pretty big move for our family, but um, it was exciting to be a part of this new joint venture and, and really getting an opportunity to kind of craft and, and build the organization from the very beginning. So over the past year, we've, we've really established the organization as the Regional Economic Development Organization. We had to decide on a name, and so through some branding exercises, we ended up deciding on ICR Iowa. ICR stands for Iowa City Cedar Rapids. We like to laugh, we share the C in that. And we have a team of five people and where our focus is uh, business attraction and um, workforce development. And on the workforce development side, we focus both on attracting talent to the region and then also on working with middle and high school students on career-connected learning and really our future workforce. Awesome. When people say the corridor, is it really start and stop with Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, or do you kind of expand a little bit north and south of that? Iowa City, Cedar Rapids is a region that's seven counties. It's absolutely more than just 
specifically the cities of Iowa City and Cedar Rapids, where we're certainly a region and a major metro area. I think a lot of people don't don't know that, you know, our population here collectively is close to half a million people and our labor shed is over 600,000. So we're a growing region. Um, really, really excited about the opportunities we have to continue growing our workforce and our business base. And a big part of our strategy is reaching out nationally and internationally for both business and, and talent. And a lot of that starts with name recognition. Out there nationally and internationally, people may know Iowa City because of the Hawkeyes and, and because of some of the recognition we get for the University of Iowa. So that's fantastic. Some people may know Cedar Rapids because of Quaker or Rockwell Collins. But there's a lot of people that don't understand that, that both of those communities are part of one metro region. Our new brand, our new name, Iowa City Cedar Rapids, was created to link those two cities together as part of our branding. And so while the term corridor is heavily used internally here, and, and certainly I'm sure will continue to be used externally, it doesn't really mean anything. And so it doesn't really help us with marketing. So Iowa City Cedar Rapids is what we want people to know about our region, that it's, it's a big metro area. We've got phenomenal assets here, and we'd love to, to welcome more opportunities here for the people and the companies in terms of business attraction and, and workforce development. And you know, that's so true. And it's we do this, I think, a lot throughout regions. And I know in, in this northwest corner, we use the word Siouxland all the time. But it's a really hard thing to search if you're not from here. Because, you know, you search Sioux City or you search South Sioux City and you don't always know the kind of local lingo. And I think that 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 was definitely a great move on your part just to from the branding perspective. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, a few months ago, our team was with site consultants in Dallas. So we were meeting with, you know, site consultants there who work with companies um, and help companies determine their next location based on data and research. And and so that's a, a very important audience to us. And one of the people we were meeting with, he says, well, you guys are from Cedar Rapids, right? I mean, that's about 200,000 people. It's really not big enough for a lot of the projects that we work on. We said, well, actually, we're from Iowa City, Cedar Rapids, a metro area of almost half a million people. We have, you know, over 600,000 in our labor shed. And he said, oh, well, I didn't realize Iowa City and Cedar Rapids were that close together. And so I think it's a great recognition that we're so close to it here that we don't think about it. Nationally and internationally, it's really important for us to connect the dots for other people. I 100% agree. And I admire the work that you guys are doing on that. I think it's super important to help other communities recognize kind of the potential of Iowa in general. If you were telling someone either to move back to Iowa or even just selling your region, what's one thing that you would say, this is the unique selling proposition that living and working in Iowa has? In Iowa in general, I mean, I'm, you know, it's hard for me. I'm such a huge advocate. I I can't imagine living really anywhere else. And what I love specifically about Iowa City, Cedar Rapids, I love the fact that I have a, you know, a 10 minute commute. My sister lives in, in Anaheim, California, and I cannot imagine doing the commuting that she does. Her life is a, a lot more chaotic um, and a lot more expensive. We take for granted the quality of life we have here. We don't even think about the fact that it doesn't take very long to get in to see a doctor, that we can, we don't have to look at the time of day and plan our day around maybe or traffic jams, that we can purchase a home. We can actually have a, a property and, and own property without being a, a millionaire. 
you know, we, we can have yards, our children can ride their bike safely. There's so many things that are just a part of our life that we don't think about. But when I look at other people and how they live in bigger metro areas, like my sister and what she struggles with, her children have to go to a private school to get a quality education. They spend thousands and thousands of dollars paying for private school. We take for granted the fact that we have phenomenal public schools. You know, private school, it can be a, it can be a choice, certainly, but it's not something, uh, a choice you have to make just to get your children a, a good education and to put your children in a safe environment. So it's all of those things combined, you know, make this such a phenomenal place to live. I 100% agree. All right, well, now it's time for a little fun. Iowa's home to some pretty large and legit roadside attractions. So I'm going to give you a one roadside attraction and give you multiple choice, three options. Let's see how well you, you know your roadside attractions. <laughs> All right. So the first is Elwood, the world's tallest concrete gnome. Is that Ames, Eldon, Iowa, or Brandon, Iowa? Oh, my goodness. These are hard. <laughs> These are really hard. I'll say Brandon. Nope, it's Ames. It's Ames. Yeah. I thought maybe the quirkiness of it would, would give it away a college community. <laughs> All right. Now, here's one that's a little bit easier. Field of Dreams. Is that Dyersville, West Bend, or McGregor? Dyersville. Yay. Good job. There's some other really cool ones when we were researching some of these topics. For example, Snake Alley. You might know that because I think you said you lived in um, Southeast Southeast Iowa. That's Burlington, isn't it? Yes, exactly. All right. So our next portion of this podcast, we like all life hacks. And really what we do is we ask you a couple of questions just so that you can give technology tips, life hacks, or advice uh, to some of our listeners. First question is, let's talk about digital payments. Are you using any form of digital payments? And what apps do you like to use to share exchanges with friends and family? For digital payments, I will tell you my husband actually <laughs> does all of our bill paying. Um, so, you know, for me, I'm not really don't get, get involved in it. I mean, he's he really kind of takes on that responsibility for us. But, you know, I love the ease of using things like PayPal, of course, and, you know, use that quite frequently. So funny story in this. I also, my husband um, is an accountant and he's, I'm the kind of creative type. He definitely kind of handles that. (laughs) So he was using Venmo for a while and we use Venmo a lot to kind of pay babysitters or, you know, reimburse friends when we're out. And he's been trying to get me to to get it on my phone and I just kind of politely (laughs) um, (laughs) deny it. But I did try using the Facebook pay feature of Facebook recently and it's really, really easy and slick. And it was a great way to, you know, exchange 20, 30 bucks, nothing that I was too afraid of. And Facebook has been really pushing that to make it easy. So anyways, in in case anybody's listening and wants to try it out, like I said, it's very simple and they do have some good um, security features on that. I'll have to tell my husband that and we'll have to give that a try. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What about, how do you organize the apps on your phone? Do you have a certain system, filing plan or are they just kind of where they land in terms of chronological order? They are where they land in terms of chronological order. Yeah, I don't spend a whole lot of time. I use a lot of apps, but yeah, it hasn't been a a big issue for me or something that's been annoying enough, I guess, to try to make a change on that. 
That's funny. I so my I'm in social media, so I have a ton of apps on my phone. And just recently, I organized all of my apps by color because that's how my brain thinks. And so <laughs> it's really has helped because I remember the color of the apps that I'm using, but I never remember you know where they're at and did I categorize this in video and photo or social media. And so I kind of did that recently. And yeah, it's it's been kind of nice. My husband said it would drive him crazy. Again, he's the one that probably thinks in categories and words, but um, <laughs> organizing them by color has been nice. I think I'm with you. I mean, for me, it's definitely the the what the app looks like that is what I'm I'm looking for versus the word. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a great conversation. I really enjoy uh, hearing what you are doing and the work that um, you're putting into building that corridor in Eastern Iowa. And yeah, thank you so much. It was so nice to be a part of your podcast. Thanks for having me.